I always say to the girls, the moment you fight a mum, you're going to know about strength. Why do you think that is? I just think the moment you go through pregnancy, you become a badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is Whitney Tuna from Champions Gym in Highgate. Whitney is actually one of my boxing coaches and I did this interview with her because I was interested in how she managed to convert her passion for the martial arts into a thriving business. As a co-founder of Champions Gym and a WMC state champion in Muay Thai, she talks about the positive correlation between people who are successful in life and those that are extremely committed to their health and fitness training. In today's chat, we'll talk about how a simple commitment to your health can transform your life entirely. Now sit back and listen in. You're listening to the Aikuku Podcast with Alex Shepard. Pilot your potential and take off. Thank you for letting us have a chat with you today. No, thank you. Thank you. So what I want to start off is if you could talk to us about um, where you all started and how you even got onto this whole Muay Thai fighting thing. Yeah, awesome. Um, So the story is basically um, I went to an all-girls school. Um, Clubbing was like a big interest at an early age for anyone that didn't have a boy at their school. So uh, we all applied for some fake IDs online and then it was like a, a very fast downward spiral of partying, underage drinking, um, drugs were a little bit in there as well. Um, and then I graduated, got into uni and it just continued for a good three three years um, to a big turning point where we were going to the OBH and I put my jeans on and I couldn't even get like the top button up. Um, and at that point it was like hair extensions, girls were getting Botox, there was fake boobs. Mm. And it was like all this materialistic stuff to make ourselves feel better about where our life wasn't going. Um, so I was like, I've got to stop this. This isn't me. I've always been a sporty girl. Every sport I've done and tried and, and done pretty well at. So. I joined like the good life and I don't know why I decided to join good life. Um, and I basically just donated my money every month. So I would never go. I was so intimidated in there. There was no community. It was just like a big, scary place for me. So a good friend of mine, who's actually a coach here, Brock, um, he started Muay Thai and he lost 20 kilos as well. So he was in my partying group. And so I was like, hey, I've got to try this. Like, this is really, really cool. Um, And then I joined up um, and literally that afternoon I I was seized up. I couldn't even walk. I was so sore. Uh, It's been about eight years, haven't looked back. Every day I learn something. So it's just I think anything you do, you just need to love it and keep learning like the treadmill's great. It's always going to be there and the, the bench press is good, but it's not something you can really evolve into, in my opinion. So right. it's just Muay Thai. I love it because you always learn. Yeah. So if you were so seized up and so sore, yeah. what brought you back the next day? Yeah, was I think it, just it was the just, so yeah, the community was really okay. important to me. Like I noticed that, so I walked in and there was this really scary girl like hitting pads in the ring. So she's one of my best friends now mm-hmm. and she was prepping for a fight. So I'm this like new girl super intimidated and there's this girl smashing the pads and she's covered in a few tattoos and I was like oh my god this is so intimidating and I was like I want to be like that (laughs) (laughs) so and then I noticed like she was like hey how you going and she was so friendly so 
Okay. It was like this instant bond with just like the community. So mm. a big thing for fighters is people think we're these scary animals that just mm. kill each other, but we're so close because we know the highs and lows of what we all go through. So, mm. yeah, the community was a big thing that I stacked there for. Um, and just like the personal progression. So obviously in my own life I achieved certain things by stickability and if you can't stick into something, it's not going to happen in any other aspect of your life, if that makes sense. So, right. like, stickability to something was really important to me from an early age. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Can you, yeah, so explain that a little bit more. So, if you, so you're saying if you've got, like, a, a passion or something that you want. Yeah. If you can't stick with that then it's not likely that you can necessarily achieve anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose like martial arts, a good thing about it is obviously like discipline, respect, Mm -hmm. and that I think it has flow and effect to other aspects of your life. So like a big thing in Muay Thai was like a grading. So working towards my first grading was I suppose like the first Mm -hmm. goal and that is you have to do X, Y, and Z. And then that started to go, okay, so in my other areas of my life, I'm going to apply that same discipline, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So some people will totally. think that's really airy-fairy, but martial arts is really good for like discipline and things yeah. like that. Actually, that's that's a really good point that you said because you've got um, – you can see that trajectory of what your levels are, I yeah. suppose. So different to if you were, try- you were running all the time to get fit. Yeah. You can just keep running, but, yeah. you're not, but in something like martial arts, you're actually – learn like a new um, pattern or technique or and then you can keep keep sticking with it yeah and I think even as a coach like I train a few people I'm very selective on who I coach now but one of my clients who's a very successful businessman um he's not an athlete but Mm -hmm. he will never cut corners in our sessions so I think it just goes to show that like successful people don't cut corners they just do things really really well yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Really good point. So how did you um, decide then that you were going to go from training for fitness, yeah, um, making your way up, and then you went, you know, go amateur and then become professional? Yeah. How, so does, <laughs> how does your mind, like how do you cling on or what? Yeah, so this is, I've actually never told anyone this story. So <laughs> when I was still a member of Good Life, I was running on the treadmill. And you know the TVs in front of the treadmill yeah. at Good Life? Um I was like looking at it and I was like, I'm going to have a fight. And this is before, like, so I joined the Muay Thai gym, but my one month like rollover period hadn't finished. I was like, I'm going to have a fight. So I went to this Muay Thai gym um, and the owner was my husband's dad. <laughs> and I said, okay, this is my first session, but I want you to know that I am going to compete. <laughs> really? <You> s- <laughs> and weird. he was like, okay, calm down. And this is what I would say to people, calm down. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. So, like, I suppose, like, I am a very headstrong person that if I want to do something, I'll just go out there and do absolutely everything possible Mm. to get it. Um, And then it was just, like, setting little goals for myself, yeah. So deep down inside you've always had that fire burning urge to get in the ring and fight. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So if somebody who might be listening wants to maybe do a file GoPro what's what sort of what should they be doing oh uh, yes yeah, so obviously start training um let your coach know so a lot of people won't come to their coach because they're scared that they might fail or they're not good enough but um put like a, a process of little baby steps so 
maybe do your grading, get it into the advanced class, see if you can do like some sparring with some girls with more technique. You can do like, we have an annual girls fight back in Perth, so it's like mm. this um, annual event, 100 girls do it, all the money goes to breast cancer and oh, wow. there's no winner or loser. So that's like a really good forum for girls to see how they go with a girl from another club in front of a huge crowd. So if they like that, then we'll look at like a first fight. So I think there's baby steps to to getting to the real fight, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But you reckon from start there's no there's no problem. Like what you do. Yeah. I going th- I, I wanna fight. <laughs> I think they need to know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think if if they're a bit on the fence about fighting, don't force them into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is a, a hard battlefield to go into. Mm. Yeah. So that kind of leads me then into this next question about creating a team for yourself. Yeah. And I suppose starting off um, how someone can create the right team around them in a professional sense, but then how that sort of, uh, I suppose, extends out to how your family and friends and stuff start to become a part of your team. Yes. Um, So... Starting the gym just to lose weight, mm-hmm. I still I had my drinking buddies um, and they're still my friends. So I have a solid group of girls that are still doing like the weekend party stuff who couldn't understand my goal to compete or even run a business. You work too much, mm-hmm. you're training too hard, why can't you eat this? Just come and have one drink. Um And I had to put boundaries in place to say, this is really, really important to me. You're still my friend, but maybe not so much for the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with like a fight team when you compete, it's so important to have three or four people just around you that get you. So no two competitors are the same. So in my corner I have obviously my husband, um, I then I have my sponsor who doesn't even know how to kick. And the reason I have him, because I believe in him so much that he makes me believe in myself. Wow, okay. And then obviously my third one is a guy that does Muay Thai. So okay. the, having that dynamic of people is exactly what I need when I'm out the back, the nerves are on, everything's going through my mind, is it makes me get in, into a into the zone is what we talk about and getting into the zone is like a win or loss thing if you can't get in there you've got to find out how you get in there you've got to find out what makes you just focus and that's so different so if you need to get in the zone it'll be so different to to what Mm. I do to get in the zone so what's like your hook in yeah so uh, this is (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah like I like really heavy like heavy metal music. I right. like to like cool. not so I focus on all the things that have gone wrong. So like the first knee reconstruction, all the dieting that I've done, all the bad stuff and I'm like, okay, no one's going to take this away from me. And then I go through visualization, so what I can throw, what they're going to throw and how I'm going to overcoming it. So that is so important to me that I can know I can get through all the hard things that are going to happen in the ring. And I think it's important for business too. So getting in the zone for business is very similar to, to when I compete. But that takes a few fights to establish. So okay. one of my training buddies, he hates getting in the zone. He just avoids it. And I think that's the way he gets in the zone is just like talking to people, kind of like trying oh, to laugh yeah. the nerves off. But for me, it's like a big focus. You, yeah. 
So you're saying like your um, sponsor, has, you, he, you have so much um, belief in him yeah. and that he makes you have belief in yourself. Yeah. Does he sort of say certain things to you prior to going in there that really um, – not, or is it just that vibe that you've sent Yeah, it's 100% a vibe. So he's super successful in his kind of company who have chosen to sponsor me and I just like – adore his whole vision so what's can we know what's his uh, company well he's got a few he was sub-zero okay. recovery okay but he's a member here scott uh, oh okay yeah, 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 yeah so that will probably yeah so okay. he's just like a really determined person he's overcome some huge obstacles himself yeah. so he's my third corner man knows nothing about muay thai okay he thinks he does but he <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah it's just a good kind of aura to have around yeah. you yeah. yeah and so your husband yes. is your – he was a very successful fighter as well, right? Yeah. And he's your coach? Yes, correct. And he's your husband and your business partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people think we're absolutely crazy. Do you, how, um, how important, I suppose, do you, well, for you it's obviously going to be incredibly important, but to have your partner believe in you in terms of – being a fighter or whatever you, you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so oh, so when I had my first loss, Pomon took it a lot worse than me. So yeah. when I was like, okay, let's go, let's get a fight straight away. I want to get back in there and get that, get that loss into a W. And he was like, no, nah, no more. That's it. You're done. And it wasn't because he didn't believe in me because he, he does believe in me. It's because that was his husband's side coming out. Yeah. So we had to very establish like what we call hats in our relationship. So okay. when Pamon's wearing his coach hat versus husband hat versus like business partner hat, but it's so easy to go in between when you like love and are married to someone. So the more he saw me fight and believe in me is the more easy it is to have those three hats. Right. So it was just getting used to him roles. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. And seeing what you're. But the sessions are either absolutely 100% amazing or like the worst because he just knows how to push my buttons. So, yeah, there's some funny nights. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. That would be hilarious. Um, Cool. So do you think it's made a difference with him being, having success in being a fighter himself? I think he's a really good role model. Okay. So... Role models in early stages of like wanting to fight was really important to create like healthy habits. So mm-hmm. I saw like um, established fighters go on their run, eat healthy foods, train really hard, doing extra versus having no one to kind of gauge anything of. But I think it doesn't take away from a hard work. So people just assume, oh, your husband's like a really or was a really successful fighter. That's why you are. Uh, but it's – I think it's just a weird thing to say yeah. because – It's hard work. Yeah. And you've yeah. got to put in the hard work, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, so I, I want to go into a little bit more into this coaching side of things. So <laughs> you're you're doing a lot of coaching or you're doing some coaching yourself. Yes. Do you find your performance improves from coaching other people? A hundred percent. So – Maybe not for everyone, but if I when so say say people are boxing or or doing some Muay Thai and I'm looking at them and I'm seeing how they're moving, mm. where their weaknesses are, 
because I they don't see that. They see they're smashing the pads like a mm. demon, but I can see all these little flaws. So you start to develop a really good idea about body awareness and how people move and going, okay, Alex, your jab's really good, but I want your cross to be a bit better or mm-hmm. stepping through. So constantly thinking about it, that it's not you, it's mm-hmm. not me that I'm helping, it's you, makes me a better fighter f- myself, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Um, and so you also said the other, the other day that one of the girls that you um, – sort of trained with I suppose yeah um she had a fight coming up and she really struggled to make weight yes and you were so sort of saying it might be to do with stress yes can you sort of tell us a bit like how much stress affects someone's like body composition and their performance and yeah so oh at any level so obviously at the gym we have like a a four-week starter program and these guys are coming in highly stressed, corporate jobs, working ridiculous hours and they want to lose weight. So they think it's just like they're going to train and that's the solution. But sometimes training is going to be just another stress. Um, so, you know, like we look at things like are they sleeping, are they doing meditation, are they eating well, you know, like all these other things that people just discredit. But I think stress definitely has a huge impact on like improving your body composition but like how many people binge eat when they're stressed yeah I totally do yeah I've caught myself out lately I'm like I really feel like bacon and I'll be like hang on what or like (laughs) simple things like when you're stressed you're like oh I'm too stressed to go to the gym yes or I'm too stressed to push hard this round Mm. so all these little things besides like your ability to drop body fat contribute to to losing weight. Mm. And um, so you said before that even when you're starting out, going to the gym or doing a training session can become a stress. Yes. How do you change that? Oh, this is... It's tricky. <laughs> yeah, it is a hard one. So this is why we like to work with people long-term because, say, if you come to me and you're highly stressed and you're running a few businesses, it might be to say we need to really look at when you're training. It's three times a week Mm -hmm. enough because I know you're like a go-getter and you want to train six days a week. So the more closely you can get to know your clients is is better or saying you've really got to make time out for recovery or Mm -hmm. are you doing meditation to outbalance like your stress relief boxing session, Mm -hmm. if if that kind of answers the question. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, How do you deal with stress then? Uh, Yeah, so... Meditation came to me at a very important time. So I had a huge fight coming up. The girl had 16 fights versus my four. And I was at a point where I couldn't get opponents. So we were like, let's just take it. We'll just see how I go. And every day I was just walking around like this big ball of anxiety. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't train well. I was like going through this big thing in my head about how I was going to lose and she was going to knock me out because she had knocked a few girls out. And then someone was like, hey, why don't you try this guided meditation app? And I was like, no way, that's for like hippies. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I gave it a shot and from there I swear by it. It helped me so much. Yeah. Yeah. So do you use it, like do you do it just prior to a fight? Uh, Yeah, even with work. So the last few weeks have been really stressful with the gym so – you know, taking that five minutes out to just do like mini meditation is really important. 
And then there's things like I love massage. That really mm. helps me. Um, and it's just an individual thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so earlier uh, you were saying, so you've got now three losses? Yes. Yeah. And I remember you telling me a story about walking into the gym after a loss and you're like, yeah. how am I going to face people? Yeah. <laughs> um, but your mindset around that is is kind of quite a positive one now yeah. in that you feel like it's allowed you to grow stronger and become better. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, can you explain that? Like, yes. yeah, how do you get yourself back up? Like, Yeah, so first loss, your first loss is always the worst. So I was undefeated, obviously, and then had the first loss and I had to coach here on a Monday. So I was like, I've got no, I've got no way of getting out of this. I've got to see everyone. Meanwhile, the whole gym has bought tickets to come and watch and support me fly. And everyone's like, what's happened? Like, how did you lose that? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't even go to the shop without thinking, like, the lady at Coles is judging me. Um, And then what I learned from that is if you ever want to be really motivated at training, lose a fight. Because you go onto the pads and you're like, whoa, yeah, let's just train, like, the house down. Because when you win, it's like it's easy to win. Winning feels good and it's easy. But losing is something you really have to just figure out and be comfortable with. So how did you use that? Like when you said you came in and you smashed it out, like what? Was that just all this build-up energy or Yeah, so obviously I was disappointed in myself. But then I was like, well, how did I lose it? So what was it? How can we improve that? So I kind of use like the adversity to an advantage where you see a lot of like young fighters and they just go, this isn't for me, see you later. But was it my kicks? Can I improve them? Was it my mindset? Can I improve that? You know, so a loss shows you where you can improve and grow. But I think it just takes a very strong person to go, I'm not good at this, this and this. Mm. So if you've just lost the fight, do you go back and watch I what can't. You okay. Yeah, I will get my coaches to tell me. Okay, cool. Because yeah. that that ex- that kind of answers what I was going to ask you. Because it yeah. could be easy to watch back and Ooh, keep yeah. focusing on all those things that you did wrong and yeah, not think about how awesome. Yeah. So I generally can't too. rewatch. Okay. I'll get my coaches to tell me. Yeah. And then we'll just work on it at training. Um, how did you get yourself? Um, or how did you handle? having the first knee reconstruction and then when you after that the second one how did you go I mean that could really pull someone real down and be like I'm done (laughs) how did you use that to your advantage so as soon as I did my first knee there was zero doubt I'd be back okay and when you hurt yourself people come and tell you exactly what you don't want to hear you'll never be back you'll never fight again You'll never be as good as you were. And then you'll go and consult with other athletes that have hurt themselves. So that's kind of what I like to do is draw myself to people that have been through similar experiences. And then I just started quizzing them. So the surgeon was always super positive that it was not going to affect my ability and that was a really good thing. Yeah. And then you just start putting plans in place to come back. So second one now... I'm back boxing, I'm back sparring. As soon as I got out of the surgery, I started reading about sport, watching sport. Okay. As soon as I could box standing on the spot, I boxed standing on the spot. As soon as I could go on the bike, I did that. 
So I think just having like constant weekly goals has kept me motivated again. Because you got back into it really pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And I knew the questions to ask on the second time round. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I've yeah. learned from the first time. <laughs> yeah, but like two knee recons is nothing compared to some athletes. So I'll keep telling myself that. Okay. So, yeah, some people have gone through some girl I know have like seven shoulder surgeries and she's like a five-time world champ. Far out. Yeah. That's, that's huge. It's not a good way to think about it, but being healthy versus competing is two very different things. What I would do to be healthy is not what I would do to compete. Okay. But that's the sacrifice you pay for wanting to be the best at something. Okay. So, yeah, competing is not really healthy. I was just going to say, does that mean that it's not really necessarily healthy? But you have to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And if, if you're not, maybe just being, like, healthy is. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, you must go through moments when you're, well, maybe you don't, but when you're feeling really down, really low and like doubt starting to come in, Mm. do you have something that you do or like, do you have like something that you start to automatically roll out to get you? Yeah, I think all the time. And people think that we don't. I don't know who we are, but you know what I mean? So just the other day I had to start, I can you know, run and go on the bike for 30 minutes a day now. So I'm pretty happy about that. Cool. But five minutes into it, I'm ready to have like cardiac arrest. (laughs) (laughs) So I've gone from being so fit at the top of my fitness level to struggling at five minutes. But I'm like, I need to do this because I've got to get where I want to go. So my Mm -hmm. why is so big that it doesn't matter about the journey. Like, and I've overcome this before. So it's nothing new so I just say, look, get through the warm-up, keep going, start small and build up every day. Mm. So a little bit every day is the big result for me. And then thinking about that why. Yeah, the why. That's, that's probably, that must be a really important thing there for people to sit down and, yeah. and work that out. And I think it's okay to have bad days. Like we are human Yeah. and just work through it. And another thing internally, if you're going, oh, I'm so bad or I'm not fit or I'm feeling ugly about myself is stop this. What what have you done that's good? You know, like stop okay. that internal battle. Yeah, right. So what do you do to celebrate? I'm really bad at celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, celebrating is really hard because I don't like drinking anymore. Yeah. I don't get any enjoyment out of it. So we'll force ourselves to do something and that's something I'm really trying to work on because even if I win, I'm like, oh, I could have done this, this and this better. But, yeah, that's a big weakness is celebrating. What's your – this is just a <laughs> random question I'm going to throw in. What's your favourite cheat meal? Like do you blow burgers. out on a – Burgers. Burgers and chocolate. Yeah. I'm trying to – I'm starting to think about what mine is going to be because I keep throwing around different ideas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's cookies. Oh, yeah. I'm just smash back cookies is going to be my thing. <laughs> Um, okay, so what does your diet look like um, sort of leading up to a fight versus sort of an off season? Mm. So um, I suppose people don't expect this, but you actually have to eat a lot to be active at the level that we are. So they think, oh, we're eating like um, celery and chicken and broccoli and stuff. So totally the opposite. We're eating lots of carbs, lots of protein, a little bit of fat. 
um, super balanced weekly cheat meal, but you're just always hungry because you're training hard. Um, after a fight, we'll have a, like a few days of YOLO and mm-hmm. then we'll just go on to co- kind of what we call like maintenance calories. Okay. Yeah, so normally like five meals a day, I like to put my carbs around training as much as possible. The four days before weigh-in is tough. So that's when you have to drop majority of your weight and that's basically cutting most of your carbohydrates out, if not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the week that kills most of us. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how many calories? I know that's not always the yeah. best way of looking at it, but what's like what are you eating just prior like when you're in full train train mode? Over two thousand. So it's okay. quite a lot. And so what are you in the off season? Probably two thousand five hundred. So over five meals for you. Yep. Okay. And so how um how have you worked out then what – did you go to a nutrition, like a nutritionist? Or how yeah, so obviously out? like I've got quite a bit of knowledge myself and then working with people because you can't really coach yourself when it comes to food in my yeah. opinion because you're emotional. So um, <laughs> so the week before the fight, this is my thing, I have my nutrition flip out. I'm not losing weight, blah, blah, okay. blah, blah. Um, and then – so he's like, call up Rob, who's at Body Genius. He's one of my sponsors. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk you through it all and then he'll get me refocused. Mm-hmm. Where if it was me helping, say, you, I'd be able to go, you do this, this and this. But mm-hmm. because it's me, I'm emotional. Okay. If that helps, yeah. 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 Um, what's one of the biggest mistakes people tend to make when they start training? So not necessarily for a pro, yeah. but um, in terms of diet. It's definitely their mindset is that they want to lose weight um, and they've seen so many fat diets at the office, so goddamn Suzanne at the office. There's the keto, there's this, there's this, and they get overwhelmed, try a bit of everything, could get nowhere. Mm. And then I think the biggest thing, especially newbies, is they don't track anything. So they're kind of just guesstimating through the whole process. They might have some scales and they're probably going to go up because they've started training because they're gaining a bit of muscle, and they're just guessing. Mm-hmm. And then they go off track and try and guess again. Okay. So what can they use to track it? So a good thing like is a body composition scan, just kind mm-hmm. of get like where they're at, establish where they're at, what they kind of need to change mm-hmm. and where they want to be. Okay. Where they want to be. Yeah. Okay. So, so the scale weight's pretty fickle. Yeah, okay. So when I started Muay Thai, I was probably like 50, 51, 52 kilos and now I'm nowhere near that, um, and I've gained, you know, like eight kilos, and I'm totally happy with that. Mm. But I know a lot of girls obsess about staying at the weight they've started the sport at. Yeah, so that's sort of what we were talking about before um, before we started recording. I want to probably go into that a little bit now. Uh, with a lot of girls, when they start doing sort of um, weights or more strength training or boxing and things like that building muscle a lot of the time like the initial goal is lose weight yes um but how like changing that mindset like a lot of us are going to go up right yes so how do we yeah i know (laughs) how do we deal with that um so i think obviously like is it the weight that they want to lose or do they want to gain a feeling Mm. so is it like a flat stomach or do they want to feel sexy or do they want their partner to give them more attention Um. so I think 
females are notorious for going, I want to lose five kilos because somehow that five kilos is going to change my life. But really going, it's the energy I want or the significance from my partner or just like to increase my confidence. Mm. So drawing people's attention away from like the magic five kilos to the feelings I think is like hitting the nail on the head. Okay. And then going, you can actually like do a chin-up now or you can deadlift 50 kilos or smash the pads for a full hour and no one can take that away from you. Mm. But scale weight will just always go up and down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's got a um, – you, you sort of got to track – well, you can use scales, right, to track yeah. what you're doing but yeah. you've got to change your thinking about what's on the scale. Yes, yeah. And also like you could – have a bad night's sleep and wake up two kilos heavier just through like retaining water. Really? Or if you've got your period coming up, you're going to be, you know, bloated. So like scale weight is just out of control. That's insane that that's what sleep can do. Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? Try for seven or eight. Not always, but not always possible. Yeah. Do you think that's like sort of what people should be aiming for? I think sleep is the bee's knees. Um, (laughs) And I think things like um, like phones in bed, procrastinating, yeah. and we talk about a lot about this um, with our new clients is getting seven to eight hours, especially if you're going to compete, yeah. is so important. But just for I think everyone, it's so important. Yeah, for like recovery and yeah, yeah. Um, so your brain's not stressing yeah. out the next day, you're not trying to smash back carbs just to get the energy back yeah. in because they're like asleep. Um, we did throw this question out about nutrition actually yeah. to um, our followers and one of the girls, <laughs> most of it was around calorie yeah. counting because that's sort of our general quick, easy to go to um, question. But one of them had a really good good one and so I'm going to read Ooh, it out word for word. Tell me. You. Okay. So I'm going to call her follower X. <laughs> It says, I want a rule of thumb guide to calories for someone who exercises a lot and wants to maintain or lose weight. Most of the time when I read about all this, it's like, don't focus on calories, make sure you eat right, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, bitch, give me a number. (laughs) So can we make this follower (laughs) a happy person? So yeah, I think she's right. You need a number. Like you can get fat eating healthy food. I've done it. Uh, so my first recommendation would be grab a macros calculator there's Mm -hmm. heaps out there Mm -hmm. some of them are better than others and just say they ask your goal a bunch of questions and figure it out then track it for two weeks consistently um and this is where people go wrong it's like monday to friday perfect the weekend comes that's not consistent so you're not sure Mm -hmm. if those numbers are working for you So normally what we see if people are consistent over two weeks is they're either going to start dropping or putting on a bit and then we just start playing around with it from there. So some girls just like love carbs, their bodies love carbs, so we have to put it up or we have to move them closer to their workouts or or things like that. But So if you're a carb lover, Mm. you can keep being a carb lover. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And another thing that... It's not my like area of expertise, but if they've come off like chronic dieting, it's mm. going to be very hard for them to to see results fast. Okay, because if that? they've like starved themselves, if they've been binge eating, inconsistent eating, 
their body's going to be like, what are you doing to me? My metabolism's too slow. So I think being aware what you've done in the past is going to be very important to move forward. Mm, Yeah. And so it sort of sounds like with with your eating habits and sort of what you tend to promote here, it's it's not around any particular like the keto or the, yes. you know, whatever all the other yeah. little diet names are, um, but more on really the, the composition of the food. Yes. So I think for most people, so most people, because everyone will disagree about this, is there's no good and bad food. Obviously, like if you've got intolerances or you're – literally allergic to this or have gluten issues there's no good or bad food it's just about like the amount as a good start um and creating balance so how many girls do you know have done a crash diet and they've lost heaps of weight and then they've gone off because they couldn't maintain that lifestyle because they're so unhappy walking around like an unhappy zombie they start eating normal again and they regain additional weight. And that's something that breaks my heart because it's like the cycle of emotions. Mm. And the moment you just put balance in there, which is really hard for people to do because they want this extreme happy pill, then they start to see that long-term they can just maintain this beautiful weight. And if they need to go a bit skinnier for a wedding or a fight, mm. it's a small change. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that's really So extremes cool. is a bad thing. Okay. Extremes is a very yeah. bad thing. So step one is finding that happy medium kind of thing. Yes. And and how long does it take to get to yeah. that point? So girls are like, yeah, but Whitney, like before you fight, you are shredded. You've got like an eight pack. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't want that. I'm not happy at that point in my life. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I have had a <laughs> I was like, you've got to think like, are you enjoying the grand scheme of your life? So I'm happy to be that miserable for four days. Okay. But normally I'm happy with higher body fat for a nice balance. So girls think my life's going to be 10 times better if I've got an eight pack. Is it really? Probably not. Mm. So being, being realistic about your body type is very, very important. Mm. With um, so some of the women out there that might be looking at wanting to start um, either start martial arts yeah. or um, even if they think they're already doing it and they're thinking I, I want to become pro or take yeah. it to the next level, is there like an age barrier or is there like like if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, if you've had a baby, <laughs> obviously if you're pregnant you can't do it, yeah. <laughs> you want to get punched, yeah. but if you've had a baby, like is that I I wouldn't stop? rule out anything. So that there's masters in boxing. I don't think it's in Muay Thai. No, it's not in Muay Thai. Um, But for me, the way I've seen it is people think, okay, young 21-year-old girl is in their their athletic prime. Mm. But what they lack is experience in life or they're not as resilient as, say, a mum that's got two kids. They have a household to manage, maybe like a full-time job. They have so much more to think about. So when they go to training, they're – Focus. they're determined and they know I've got this one hour to myself, I have to give up my everything. Where the younger girl might be, now this is a real generalisation, but they're not as focused. They've got a new boyfriend, the boyfriend breaks up with her. Now, 
you know, they've got so many other things going yeah. on. So I've fought a few mums and they are the toughest ladies out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. I always say to the girls, the moment you fight a mum, you're going to know about strength. Why do you think that is? I just think the moment you go through pregnancy, you become a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you must do, right? Because that seems like a pretty massive um, sort of challenge ahead, isn't it, that whole process? Yeah, cool. All right, well, the last question I want to ask from you is if there's sort of one thing someone could do um, in their life to better optimise their health, what could be one thing that would be that sort of changing factor, that one thing they could implement that would better optimise overall? It's a tricky question. This is really hard. You can totally think about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like be brutally honest with what you're doing. Like honesty where you're at and then being okay with that there's some things that you're doing that's average. Yeah, like you need to be – like I see so many clients lying to me and lying to themselves about how much they're eating or how much exercise they're doing or how hard they're going at training. Mm -hmm. So I think if you don't have that self-awareness or honesty with yourself – you're just lying to yourself and that's why you're not achieving anything. Yeah, that is a, yeah. that's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. To yeah, reflect on what really what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds scary. That's giving yeah. me chills. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna have to go reflect. But in the, in saying that, just start and give it a go. Like a little yeah. step by little step is don't be too hard on yourself. Like that was hard what I said, but just keep trying to get better. Yeah. Every day put a little bit of work in. Yeah. And then before you know it. You'll be such a different person in 12 months. Cool. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you or follow you, or how, how can they, yeah. how can they so, find you? I'm not the best social media person. I have like an Instagram account, um, but Champions Gym is generally like the go-to if you okay. want to get it in contact with the mm-hmm. gym. Um, just like celebrating, I suppose, putting myself out there as an athlete or a business person. Yeah. It's something that I'm trying to really get get better on yeah um i think it's hard in the fitness industry because there's such a variety of athletes yeah yeah if anyone wants to come um join champions yeah can they just get in touch and start at any time or do they need to do or you just recommend them to do the starter yeah so we only work with members just because we're really wanting to to kind of crack those deeper you know, areas of their life. So they have to come through our four-week new starter program Mm. and then they can go on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. If anyone is thinking about doing it but they're scared to do it, don't be. Well, it is terrifying to start off, to be (laughs) honest. It's it's scary when you first start for anybody but but you shouldn't be because the environment in here is so welcoming and it's such a family and everyone's very, very supportive um, yeah, there's really no reason, is there, to s- sort of not take that first step and just get started. So yeah. um, seriously, come down, give it a go because it will, it will change you. Yeah, so. thank you awesome. so Thanks, much. Awesome, thanks, Whitney, for coming and having a chat with us. That was Whitney Tuna from Champions Gym. Thank you so much, Whitney, for chatting with us. I think a whole lot of people are going to be super motivated to hit the gym after this one. 
If anyone is interested in reaching out to Whitney, you can uh, get in touch with her through Champions Insta page, which is at Champions Gym. And we'll have links to their website and workout sessions in our show notes. Now, if you liked what you heard today, we would love it if you could give us a review and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on what's to come. Just a reminder, you can find out more about our private health coaching sessions, upcoming webinars, and any live events that we have through our website, ikuku.com.au, which is spelled I-K-U-K-U.com.au, or via our Instagram page, which is at ikuku underscore AUS. Don't forget to check out our show notes for all the references mentioned in today's chat, as well as our special giveaways. Thanks for listening to the iCuckoo podcast at iCuckoo.com.au.